Well, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my gosh, you're just kicking it and rocking it over there, sitting in the corner behind that huge synthesizer. My goodness gracious, you look like, look like you belong in a flock of seagulls from the 1980s, sitting over there in your fall attire, your New England Patriots get up as they play my Green Bay Packers today. That's Jungle Jim, our musical magician. I'm Tim Marr. This is Failing Up, recording this podcast in the basement studio located on the shores of the mighty Seneca River that, of course, flows into the great Oswego River going into the mighty, mighty Lake of Ontario. Great Lake of Ontario. Soon the winds of November will be upon us, roughing up that lake, which feeds the great St. Lawrence Seaway flowing north, make a note, north, past 1,000 miles right out to the great Atlantic Ocean and around the world, just like my voice. Of course, if you make a left, you can head on over into Buffalo recording this podcast on Sunday, October 2nd, which means the Bills currently are right down in uh, Baltimore. The great Buffalo Bills playing the Baltimore Ravens. Later, my Packers will take on Jungle Jim. Jungle Jim. I'm not going to take on you, Jungle Jim. Wake up now. Uh, They're going to take on those great New England Patriots. Yeah, let's see what happens over there in Lambeau, on Lambeau Field. The frozen tundra thawed out in October. That's right. Of course, you can uh, get over to Buffalo via Lake Ontario. You can get to Toronto. You can go over the falls. Then you end up in Lake Erie and uh, Cleveland, Ohio. You hit that Lake Michigan where you touch Detroit and Chicago, Huron, Superior. Oh, my goodness gracious. This huge, these lakes. But, again, this is Failing Up with Tim Marr and Jungle Jim. Jungle Jim on a wonderful, wonderful autumn weekend. Oh, the air is so crisp here in the northeast part of the United States. Of course, all of our thoughts and prayers are going down to um, all those individuals in the Florida, especially the southwest coast of Florida, which was devastated earlier this week by Hurricane Ian. Um, just terrible devastation down there. Loss of life, loss of property. You know, uh, things that are just irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. I can't even begin to put myself in, in, in their place in understanding what it's like to one day you got your house, the next day it's just gone, gone, you know, just devastation. So uh, our thoughts and our prayers are going all the way down south. And um, all those that uh, were put into the path of a hurricane and really a devastating storm of just dropping great amount of precipitation. I mean, flooding the central part of the state, flooding the central part of the state, which is amazing in Orlando. Wow, really, uh, really something. You know, the other day, Jim, the other day, Jungle Jim, I found myself, I decided I wanted to, to take a stroll. You know, normally, normally in the morning, I, um, you know, I drive into work like like most, like a lot of people do through rush hour traffic, and and I get off the highway, I run some errands, and then I uh, drive into work in the morning, going you know speeding along, getting off the highway, I see road rage, all that stuff, you know, people flicking each other, the bird cutting off without. It's kind of like the Indy mixture of Indy 500 and NASCAR, and there's no real appreciation that other humans might be in some of these cars because it's so important that we get from point A to point B. And as I was cruising along the other day, I had dropped my car off. So I was about four and a half miles from where I needed to get to work. And I had a couple options. I could ask for a ride and I could have gotten a ride to work. Um, I could have, you know, there's Uber, all that kind of stuff. And I said to myself, you know, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk 
It was like four and a half miles. Not a big deal to walk four and a half miles. And uh, it would, there were sidewalks. So I could walk four and a half miles in sidewalks. I know when I was down in New York, you always walked in New York. You, you know, I loved to walk in Manhattan. Uh, way, 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 you know, 40 years ago when I lived um, in the West Side YMCA on West 63rd Street on weekends, I would walk from West 63rd Street all the way down to the village. That was my Saturday walk. Uh, walked all the time. And in later years when I went down there for business, I just always walked. Walk, 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 walk. And so I decided I'm going to walk to work. I had the time. I had like an hour and a half to kill. So as I walked down the sidewalk on this beautiful autumn, crisp autumn morning, walking down the sidewalk along of a you know, along a very uh, busy street, West Genesee Street, feeding the west into the, the downtown area of Syracuse, New York, a, a medium-sized, a little smaller-sized city. Now it's known for athletics. Of course, the, the great Syracuse University, which I'm an alum of, wonderful institution, wonderful schools at that. And uh, this year, the football team is undefeated. And, of course, it's known for the basketball program and the great coaching legacy of, of Jim Beheim been there for about 2,000 years. So um, anyway, as I'm walking down the street and cars are flying by me and, you know, I realize everybody's in a hurry, but I'm not in a hurry. I'm just strolling along. I had the time. And as I started walking down the street on my way to work, walking by, I noticed things. I, and I've, dri I drove, I've driven this street almost a bazillion times, almost my whole life. And I just started noting art, noticing architecture and the bakery when it opened and, and people on the sidewalk or kids going to school, uh, the old fire station where my grandfather was actually a fireman. And walking down the street, the smell of fall and, and the birth of a city, things that, you, things that you notice when you're, maybe when you're in a Manhattan or if you're walking around, if you do it in the interiors of Chicago or, or San Francisco, you know, L.A. you're usually driving, but, but things you might appreciate in those kind of uh, cities. And what dawned on me is that uh, if I were to reflect back, if I were to go into a time machine and sit down with my grandparents and say, geez, you know, I walked four miles today, or if I walk, or, if, or, or I'm taking the steps instead of the elevator, or it's a big deal that I'm taking the steps instead of the elevator, or it's a big deal that I'm walking. If you went through history, the farther back you got in history, they would say, so what? Or if I went into uh, a country in Africa where they walk miles for water, they would say, really? And everything is in perspective. But here in our country, mainly, not in our country, but in many countries, we've become so lethargic, so sedentary, so used to just being able to sit down and have everything. You know, we go to work and we, most, a lot of people sit all day at work and uh, we sit and then we drive to eat and then we drive here and we stand and the activities that we do kind of are become like, well, that, that's, I'm so tired. I'm so tired because I, I, I did this and I went, I, I'm so tired because I had to run around. I'm so tired because I ran all these errands and now I'm home and I'm physically exhausted because I drove to the store because I drove through a drive through for, uh, uh, food because I've been on my iPhone for all day. Lord knows doing what. I mean, who the heck are people? People now are walking. And that's one thing I noticed as I was walking. People I walked by are walking down the sidewalk and their faces buried into their iPhone. Who are they? What are they reading? Who are they texting? What is that important for everybody? Everybody in our country and in our city here has so these important messages constantly going on their iPhone? Or is it just people texting? Well, what do you think I'm wearing? 
hey, baby, I, I don't know. Or are they literally texting life and I don't know. But everybody, everybody I see is digging into that phone. You get on an elevator, everybody on that phone. And now, you know, people are counting steps. Oh, I, I walked these many steps. There was a time. There was a time where walking was just a part of life. And in many cities, that still is the case. But where walking was just a part of life. Oh, I I'm taking the stairs instead of, well, take the stairs. I got to go up three flights of stairs. And if you're capable, now that's not, not everyone's capable. But it's a big deal that if I take the stairs. But it's just kind of common sense. Or, or if you're going to go a place where it takes you maybe 20 minutes to walk as opposed to five minutes to drive, then you got to find parking. But it's as if natural, what used to be natural daytime activities, walking, uh, taking the stairs, uh, working in the yard, whatever, have now become forms of exercise because we've become so lazy. We're so used to just sitting and, and having things that become fast, you know, having a conversation with an individual. What do you think of this, Jim? Jim, you and I are having a conversation, kind of a one-way conversation, but at least I'm having a conversation with you over there. Uh, sometimes I think I just make you up, but it's hard It's hard to make Jungle Jim up. Um, but in any event, if, you know, we're, we're, we're on the phone texting instead of actually talking or, or um, so I found that to be fascinating as, uh, boy, I got, I got almost all my steps in. I have almost all my steps in today. Well, if, if, if you walked a little, you would have all your steps in, you know? And I just thought, what a, for the most part, and that's not everybody, but for the most part, we've just become so insulated, so insulated in this kind of vacuum, a vacuum in how we communicate. You know, we communicate on this, this thing called social media, this mysterious world called social media. That's where we, you know, it's, it's media and it's social media. Not an, but it's really anti-social media. Social media is anti-social media. It's not social media. It's anti-social media. Because there's very, there's very, you know, the, the social part of social media is like small s, big M. But all the uh, aspects of what occur in social media, for the most part, are pretty antisocial. And the effects of social media can be pretty detrimental. I mean, sure, it's, it's great on social social media. To, you know, you can see what people you've known from years gone by, you know, what they're doing, how they're, you know, it's, 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 like, a, it's like a great form of uh, legitimized stalking for some people. Oh, wow, look at that. Did you see what so-and-so is doing? Oh, my gosh, they put on weight. Oh, they look great. Oh, my God. Um, so, so it is interesting because we, we, we are interested in what other people do or people who we may not ever see again, who are a part of our past. And some of those folks, maybe it's better we kept them in our past and those memories and you see them now, but that's all great. But then there's the anti part of anti-social media. And that's where you have, you know, ads pumped at you that you don't even realize are being pumped at you. They're just there. Boom, 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 boom. You don't realize it, you know, because every, because you're on there socializing, but you're really not socializing. You're being... Uh, targeted for your behavior. There's behavioral targeting in social media. Uh, you're being tracked in social media. Your trends, whatever, you know, your, everything you do on social media is being tracked for behavioral analysis to see how marketers can reach out to you based on what you click on. And if you don't believe me, click on certain things and see how other certain advertisements or um, places to join pop up on your page.
or uh, you know, on social media, people tend to view it as a platform to really put out their views, even if they're unwanted. And so it doesn't become social; it becomes our argumentative. It almost becomes kind of like a a form of communicative road rage. Social media it becomes like road rage on the on the internet, and then, you know, and then Facebook or whatever you're using. And if you post something. And some people just posting because they, they value the number of likes they get. If I get 100 likes, that's good. If I get five likes, well, I don't, I don't feel as worthy if I get five likes. If I only get five likes, I'm not worthy. But if I get 100 likes, okay, I'm having a good day. Imagine that, where, where you're basing your self-esteem on individuals. And this is happening. Don't think it's not happening. Individuals are basing their self-esteem. Individuals are basing their self-worth. Individuals are basing the worth of their life on the number of likes they get on social media platforms. Oh my God, I got 200 likes. I am really something. I got 100 likes. Oh, I got two likes. Isn't that horrible? And then individuals post things to get more likes or more shares or all that kind of analytical stuff. But social media is not social. It's self-serving and it's anti-social. And there are, again, there are great components to it, which I enjoy catching up with people and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I get a lot of crap on social media. And, and it amazes me because if, if you friend somebody and they friend you back and then you say hi, they go, oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't communicate. I don't communicate this way. Oh, then why did you friend me if you don't communicate that way? So then we, be, we get caught up in this big vacuum on social media where that, that becomes our mental gymnastics. And then we're in the car. And then so when you go for a walk, when you go for a simple walk to work, and all of that's gone because I, I didn't take my phone out when I walked at all. I stopped once to tie my shoe. And I stopped like three times to change my bag back and forth so I wasn't breaking one shoulder over the other. But during the walk, I didn't really, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in that vacuum. And it makes me so envious of individuals, you know, with professions where they're, you know, out in the sea fishing or if you're, or you're a landscaper or, you know, whatever you're doing. It goes back to one of the best jobs I ever had was cutting the grass at a television station in Syracuse. It was just peaceful. Early morning, out on the lawnmower. Uh, but now and again, you want to just kind of step back from it all. And and then when you step back from it all, you kind of realize all this energy that's just swirling around and we're absorbing. And in the meantime, I think of going back to my grandparents and saying, oh, I took the stairs. Well, that's good. 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 Imagine if, you know, I can't imagine if my grandparents and I were sitting at a table and they said, Tim, how's life going? And they probably see all this and they're laughing over there. What are, you, what are you doing these days? So in the past three years, it has become important that you wash your hands after going to the bathroom and you constantly wash your hands. It's become important that you cover your mouth when you cough. And it's become important that, um, you know, you're careful what you say to other people, i.e. post on social media, um, treat others as you'd want to be treated. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's, and then we, we walk to places, you know, we're walking to places. And they would kind of look at me and say, well, isn't that how it's supposed to be? What do you mean you don't, it was a big deal. What do you mean that the, uh, uh, the National Health Organizations and the Surgeon General had to come out and tell people to wash their hands and cover their mouth when they cough. 
Or what do you what do you mean people walking up a flight of stairs are counting how much? Can you imagine it? Can you imagine people who um, walk to work in the freezing cold and whatever saying, "Oh, you walk. Good, good for you. What do you want? A medal? What do you want? A medal? Jungle Jim? What do you want? A medal? I don't know. It's bailing up. This is Tim Marr. That's Jungle Jim. That is me just kind of dumping whatever popped into my head on a Sunday afternoon. That's right, the second Sunday of October in 2022. Autumn is in the air in the great northeast. The leaves are starting to turn. That doesn't mean they've actually turned. It means the colors turn. And uh, everybody's eating an apple today. Everybody's looking for some apple cider. And I'm Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up. Take it away, Jungle Jim.